Section 13 of Some Answered Questions. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Some Answered Questions by Abdul Baha Abbas. Translated by Laura Clifford Barney. 28 explanation of verse 5 chapter 17 of the gospel of saint john quote, and now o father glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which i had with thee before the world was End quote. there are two kinds of priorities one is essential and is not preceded by a cause but its existence is in itself. As, for example, the sun has light in itself, for its shining is not dependent on the light of other stars. This is called an essential light, for the moon is dependent on the sun for its light. Therefore, the sun, with regard to light, is the cause, and the moon becomes the effect. The former is the ancient, the precedent, the antecedent, while the latter is the preceded and the last. The second sort of pre-existence is the pre-existence of time, and that has no beginning. The word of God, note, that is, the reality of Christ, and note, is sanctified from time. The past the present, the future, all in relation to God are equal. Yesterday, today, tomorrow do not exist in the sun. In the same way, there is a priority with regard to glory. That is to say, the most glorious precedes the glorious. Therefore, the reality of Christ who is the word of God, with regard to essence, attributes, and glory, certainly precedes the creatures. Before appearing in the human form, the word of God was in the utmost sanctity and glory, existing in perfect beauty and splendor, in the height of its magnificence. When through the wisdom of God the Most High, it shone from the heights of glory in the world of the body. The word of God through this body became oppressed so that it fell into the hands of the Jews and became the captive of the tyrannical and ignorant and at last was crucified. That is why he addressed God, saying, quote, Free me from the bonds of the world of the body, and liberate me from this cage, so that I may ascend to the heights of honor and glory, and attain unto the former grandeur and might which existed before the bodily world, that I may rejoice in the eternal world and may ascend to the original abode 
the placeless world the invisible kingdom End quote. it is thus that you see even in the kingdom of this world that is to say in the realm of souls and countries that the glory and the grandeur of christ appeared in the earth after his ascension when in the world of the body he was subject to the contempt and jeers of the weakest nation of the world the jews who thought it fitting to set a crown of thorns upon his sacred head but after his ascension the bejeweled crowns of all the kings were humbled and bowed before the crown of thorns behold the glory that the word of god attained even in this world twenty nine explanation of verse twenty two chapter fifteen of the first epistle of saint paul to the corinthians question in verse twenty two of chapter fifteen of one corinthians it is written quote, for as in adam all die even so in christ shall all be made alive End quote. what is the meaning of these words answer know that there are two natures in man the physical nature and the spiritual nature the physical nature is inherited from adam and the spiritual nature is inherited from the reality of the word of god which is the spirituality of christ the physical nature is born of adam but the spiritual nature is born from the bounty of the holy spirit the first is the source of all imperfection the second is the source of all perfection the christ sacrificed himself so that men might be freed from the imperfections of the physical nature and might be possessed of the virtues of the spiritual nature this spiritual nature which came into existence through the bounty of the divine reality is the reunion of all perfections and appears through the breath of the holy spirit it is the divine perfections it is light spirituality guidance exaltation high aspiration justice love grace kindness to all philanthropy the essence of life it is the reflection of the splendor of the sun of reality the christ is the central point of the holy spirit he is born of the holy spirit he is raised up by the holy spirit he is the descendant of the holy spirit that is to say that the reality of christ does not descend from adam no it is born of the holy spirit therefore this verse in corinthians quote, as in adam all die even so in christ shall all be made alive End quote, means according to this terminology that adam note abul bashar that is the father of man 
is one of the titles given by the Muslims to Adam. End note is the father of man. That is to say, he is the cause of the physical life of mankind. His was the physical fatherhood. He is a living soul, but he is not the giver of spiritual life. Whereas Christ is the cause of the spiritual life of man, and with regard to the spirit, his was the spiritual fatherhood. Adam is a living soul. Christ is a quickening spirit. This physical world of man is subject to the power of the lusts, and sin is the consequence of this power of the lusts, for it is not subject to the laws of justice and holiness. The body of man is a captive of nature. It will act in accordance with whatever nature orders. It is therefore certain that sins such as anger, jealousy, dispute, covetousness, avarice, ignorance, prejudice, hatred, pride, and tyranny exist in the physical world. All these brutal qualities exist in the nature of man. A man who has not had a spiritual education is a brute, like the savages of Africa, whose actions, habits, and morals are purely sensual. They act according to the demands of nature to such a degree that they rend and eat one another. Thus it is evident that the physical world of man is a world of sin. In the physical world, man is not distinguished from the animal. All sin comes from the demands of nature, and these demands, which arise from the physical qualities, are not sins with respect to the animals, while for man they are sin. The animal is the source of imperfections, such as anger, sensuality, jealousy, avarice, cruelty, pride. All these defects are found in animals, but do not constitute sins. But in man they are sins. Adam is the cause of man's physical life, but the reality of Christ, that is to say, the word of God, is the cause of spiritual life. It is a quickening spirit, meaning that all the imperfections which come from the requirements of the physical life of man are transformed into human perfections by the teachings and education of that spirit. Therefore, Christ was a quickening spirit and the cause of life in all mankind. Adam was the cause of physical life, and as the physical world of man is the world of imperfections, and imperfections are the equivalent of death, Paul compared the physical imperfections to death. But the mass of the Christians believe that as Adam ate of the forbidden tree, he sinned in that he disobeyed and that the disastrous consequence of this disobedience have been transmitted as a heritage and have remained among his descendants. Hence Adam became the cause of the death of humanity. This explanation is unreasonable and evidently wrong, 
for it means that all men even the prophets and the messengers of god without committing any sin or fault but simply because they are the posterity of adam have become without reason guilty sinners and until the day of the sacrifice of christ were held captive in hell in painful torment this is far from the justice of god if adam was a sinner what is the sin of abraham what is the fault of isaac or of joseph of what is moses guilty but christ who is the word of god sacrificed himself this has two meanings an apparent and an esoteric meaning the outward meaning is this christ's intention was to represent and promote a cause which was to educate the human world to quicken the children of adam and to enlighten all mankind and since to represent such a great cause a cause which was antagonistic to all the people of the world and all the nations and kingdoms meant that he would be killed and crucified so christ in proclaiming his mission sacrificed his life he regarded the cross as a throne the wound as a bomb the poison as honey and sugar he arose to teach and educate men and so he sacrificed himself to give the spirit of life he perished in body so as to quicken others by the spirit the second meaning of sacrifice is this christ was like a seed and this seed sacrificed its own form so that the tree might grow and develop although the form of the seed was destroyed its reality became apparent in perfect majesty and beauty in the form of a tree the position of christ was that of absolute perfection he made his divine perfections shine like the sun upon all believing souls and the bounties of the light shone and radiated in the reality of man this is why he says quote, i am the bread which descended from heaven whosoever shall eat of this bread will not die end quote. that is to say that whosoever shall partake of this divine food will attain unto eternal life that is every one who partakes of this bounty and receives these perfections will find eternal life will obtain pre-existent favors will be freed from the darkness of error and will be illuminated by the light of his guidance the form of the seed was sacrificed for the tree but its perfections because of this sacrifice became evident and apparent the tree the branches the leaves and the blossoms being concealed in the seed when the form of the seed was sacrificed its perfections appeared in the perfect form of leaves blossoms and fruits thirty adam and eve question what is the truth of the story of adam and his eating of the fruit of the tree answer in the bible 
it is written that god put adam in the garden of eden to cultivate and take care of it and said to him eat of every tree of the garden except the tree of good and evil for if you eat of that you will die then it is said that god caused adam to sleep and he took one of his ribs and created woman in order that she might be his companion after that it is said the serpent induced the woman to eat of the tree saying god has forbidden you to eat of the tree in order that your eyes may not be opened and that you may not know good from evil then eve ate from the tree and gave unto adam who also ate their eyes were opened they found themselves naked and they hid their bodies with leaves in consequence of this act they received the reproaches of god god said to adam hast thou eaten of the forbidden tree adam answered eve tempted me and i did eat god then reproved eve eve said the serpent tempted me and i did eat for this the serpent was cursed and enmity was put between the serpent and eve and between their descendants and god said the man is become like unto us knowing good and evil and perhaps he will eat of the tree of life and live forever so god guarded the tree of life if we take this story in its apparent meaning according to the interpretation of the masses it is indeed extraordinary the intelligence cannot accept it affirm it or imagine it for such arrangements such details such speeches and reproaches are far from being those of an intelligent man how much less of the divinity that divinity who has organized this infinite universe in the most perfect form and its innumerable inhabitants with absolute system strength and perfection we must reflect a little if the literal meaning of this story were attributed to a wise man certainly all would logically deny that this arrangement this invention could have emanated from an intelligent being therefore this story of adam and eve who ate from the tree and their expulsion from paradise must be thought of simply as a symbol it contains divine mysteries and universal meanings and it is capable of marvelous explanations only those who are initiated into mysteries and those who are near the court of the all-powerful are aware of these secrets hence these verses of the bible have numerous meanings we will explain one of them and we will say adam signifies the spirit of adam and eve his soul for in some passages in the holy books where women are mentioned they represent the soul of man the tree of good and evil signifies the human world for the spiritual and divine world is purely good and absolutely luminous but in the human world light and darkness good and evil exist as opposite conditions the meaning of the serpent is attachment to the human world 
the attachment of the spirit to the human world led the soul and spirit of adam from the world of freedom to the world of bondage and caused him to turn from the kingdom of unity to the human world when the soul and spirit of adam entered the human world he came out from the paradise of freedom and fell into the world of bondage from the height of purity and absolute goodness he entered into the world of good and evil the tree of life is the highest degree of the world of existence the position of the word of god and the universal manifestation therefore that position has been preserved and at the appearance of the most noble universal manifestation it became apparent and clear for the position of adam with regard to the appearance and manifestation of the divine perfections was in the embryonic condition the position of christ was the condition of maturity and the age of reason and the rising of the greatest luminary note baha'u'llah and note was the condition of the perfection of the essence and of the qualities this is why in the supreme paradise the tree of life is the expression of the center of absolutely pure sanctity that is to say of the divine universal manifestation from the days of adam until the days of christ they spoke little of eternal life and the heavenly universal perfections this tree of life was the position of the reality of christ through his manifestation it was planted and adorned with everlasting fruits now consider how far this meaning conforms to the reality for the spirit and soul of adam when they were attached to the human world passed from the world of freedom into the world of bondage and his descendants continued in bondage this attachment of the soul and spirit to the human world which is sin was inherited by the descendants of adam and is the serpent which is always in the midst of and at enmity with the spirits of the descendants of adam that enmity continues and endures for attachment to the world has become the cause of the bondage of spirits and this bondage is identical with sin which has been transmitted from adam to his posterity it is because of this attachment that men have been deprived of essential spirituality and exalted position when the sanctified breezes of christ and the holy light of the greatest luminary note baha'u'llah and note were spread abroad the human realities that is to say those who turned towards the word of god and received the profusion of his bounties were saved from this attachment and sin obtained everlasting life were delivered from the chains of bondage and attained to the world of liberty they were freed from the vices of the human world and were blessed by the virtues of the kingdom this is the meaning of the words of christ i gave my blood for the life of the world that is to say i have chosen all these troubles these sufferings calamities and even the greatest martyrdom to attain this object the remission of sins that is the detachment of spirits from the human world and their attraction 
to the divine world in order that souls may arise who will be the very essence of the guidance of mankind and the manifestations of the perfections of the supreme kingdom observe that if according to the suppositions of the people of the book note jews and christians and note the meaning were taken in its exoteric sense it would be absolute injustice and complete predestination if adam sinned by going near the forbidden tree what was the sin of the glorious abraham and what was the error of moses the interlocutor what was the crime of noah the prophet what was the transgression of joseph the truthful what was the iniquity of the prophets of god and what was the trespass of john the chaste would the justice of god have allowed these enlightened manifestations on account of the sin of adam to find torment in hell until christ came and by the sacrifice of himself saved them from excruciating tortures such an idea is beyond every law and rule and cannot be accepted by any intelligent person no it means what has been already said adam is the spirit of adam and eve is his soul the tree is the human world and the serpent is that attachment to this world which constitutes sin and which has infected the descendants of adam christ by his holy breezes saved men from this attachment and freed them from this sin the sin in adam is relative to his position although from the attachment there proceed results nevertheless attachment to the earthly world in relation to attachment to the spiritual world is considered as a sin the good deeds of the faithful are the sins of the near ones this is established so bodily power is not only defective in relation to spiritual power it is weakness in comparison in the same way physical life in comparison with eternal life in the kingdom is considered as death so christ called the physical life death and said let the dead bury their dead though those souls possessed physical life yet in his eyes that life was death this is one of the meanings of the biblical story of adam reflect until you discover the others salutations be upon you end of section 13 recording by nicholas james bridgewater recorded in oxford england